Well, be better in the office. All right, welcome to the Masterfit Mafia podcast. We are coming to you live from the sauna. Turning the heat up. It's like a sauna in here. It's like a sauna. So today we've got a, uh, a good topic for you. Basically, the worst training advice we've ever gotten. Um, and Lee, you want to lead us off? Well, I think in the uh, fitness industry now, it'd be hard to talk about worst training advice without going back to your early days of uh, football. And uh, sadly, uh, football training is much much maligned these days because of uh, the internet and all of the uh, basically horrible lifting we see in the uh, high school football world. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am my own worst giver of advice. And I was telling Mark before this podcast that... uh, uh, when I was in junior high, I decided to eat like chocolate milk and drink chocolate milk and eat donuts, and I was convinced that I could turn it all into muscle. How's that any different from today? Yeah, well, yeah, that's kind of the same as today, uh, except now I'm, I'm aware that that doesn't work. Then I actually believe that it worked, but but yeah. So I, I would say conscious choice. I would say the worst training advice ever coming from a Midwestern family was the idea that you could eat as much as you want, whenever you want, and as long as you worked out, that somehow it would turn to muscle. I think that is the quintessential worst advice I was ever given in my whole life was the fact that go ahead and eat everything you want, and if you lift weights, you'll actually turn into a uh, uh, phenomenal athlete. Yeah, my my story is the exact opposite of your story there. Um, I basically started at the same time, about uh, 13, 14, and I thought if I just ate as much salad as humanly possible, that I could build muscle and lose all my body fat and look like a Mr. Olympia. So uh, that only lasted about three weeks before I passed out in the gym. I'll never be Mr. Olympia with those legs. Yeah, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> You're right. I, I quit. I quit that dream pretty quickly. <clears throat> um, I would say uh, for me, it was it was a little different. Like. My my high school, we didn't really have a uh, strength and conditioning coach. Um, I was, it was myself, Joe Green, probably, and uh, that nobody knows, but, uh, and who else would have been? Maybe Tyler Kettering. Uh, we were, we were probably the, the, the strength coaches of that, of our class. So um, I was, I never really was taught very much of anything. I basically learned most of, uh, my stuff from from magazines at that point um but uh i think probably as throughout my high school and uh college career the the single worst piece of advice that not anybody actually told me but um that i kind of believed was uh no pain no gain um and i literally took that to heart to the point where in my uh, mid twenties, I shattered my hip because I wasn't I wasn't uh, uh, looking at and listening to my body <clears throat> as I put it through all kinds of hell to uh, achieve my goals and and I think that 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 itself was a, a massive massive fault on my own and uh, if it usually hurts like that, it's usually not doing you any good and that's specifically geared towards Nate. <laughs> so uh yeah yeah so uh kind of think i mean early on i just skipped the weight room as much as i could 
And uh, you were you know, a swimmer, right? I, yeah, I was a swimmer. Yep, <laughs> I am. Uh, I really do those in Kentucky, right? I'm just uh, wow. biscuit, biscuit fed and gravy bread there. So uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't find the weight room until I was probably 19 or so, and then fell into a, a group of trained for bodybuilding. So I actually tried to build as much muscle as I could, lose as much fat as I could, and I did that on 1,600 calories a day. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, wow. Very You're lean, calories. Very lean protein. That's legit. Um, ate about every three hours. Wouldn't even sleep a full six hours without getting up and eating a protein bar in between sleep cycles. Holy crap! It was incredible discipline. Um, I had abs for like a brief two-week period <laughs> at one point, but I still uh, have never had abs. But yeah, I think, it, and and that was some of the worst advice I ever gotten. Right? I was like, like uh, you just don't eat anything because you don't look like crap, so don't put crap in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which is not always the case, right? I mean, I had some strength limits there because I didn't eat enough. Um, I couldn't, I, th I think generating new muscle was problematic because I just didn't have enough calories. Mm -hmm. It was really just kind of burning the fat that I had, which at the time, I was a fat dude, so it was okay, right? I mean, that was the point of me starting back at the gym at that point, so it was to, to really kind of find some discipline and, and try to get in shape. But yeah, from a high school athletic standpoint, as much as I could skip any kind of weight room, I was all in for that. Yeah. I, I just want to know, like, in, in a high school swim team in Kentucky, like, <laughs> do they make them take their camo hat off and put the cigarette out before they, before they jump in the Actually, water? you get bonus points. If you can get to the other side before it goes out, yeah. you get some bonus points. <laughs> You're scoring additional points for that lead. Yes. You can hold your breath and then blow the smoke out of the other end. <laughs> That's a whole kind of visual. Yeah, yeah. Someday you're gonna have to run from the cops, and you might have to swim. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think we're all on the same page, and, and that is, is that uh, it's really funny that we're not talking about like lifting. We're talking about the worst advice we've ever given was always nutritional. Yeah, I was gonna you say. You know what I'm saying? That. I think nutrition is probably has the the most myths uh, and the most fads. You know, if you're talking about fads in general, most people have turned to to food uh, because we all know that in training that if you lift hard you're consistent you you do all those things with that you're probably going to find some uh, modicum of success but the magic pill quote unquote is always sold in the nutritional mm -hmm. yeah. part of it you know I mean even since I've been here right, Mark, Mark's seen me go through all kinds of nutritional cycles from no carbs to low carb to, to high protein to Keto to paleo to vegetarian, vegetarian. Yeah, maybe even even sampling some vegetarian options at this point. Um, but I really haven't seen as much progress from a, from a decrease in body fat standpoint as I had when I actually went from eating what 26, 2800 calories a day to 4500, 5000 calories a day, right? Because mm -hmm. the training plus the nutrition, at some point your body is like, hey, I'm only going to burn so much because yeah. you're going to use more than you're intaking, and we don't want to die. Right? Yeah. Like, no. I think. Uh, a main factor is the carbs are not the enemy, um, and in certain in certain cultures, especially on Facebook and all that that stuff. I mean, cutting carbs is, is massive, and um, if you're if you're in performance, um, if you're if you're looking for peak performance, cutting carbs is not your best option. Um, now, where people get in trouble is that they don't they don't modulate their their fat intake. To, to match that increase in carbohydrate intake, and so they usually tend to see increases in, in stored fat. So, <clears throat> I mean, the, the main component is just learning the macros and how they interact with your body individually. Um, where, I, I tried low carb for a long time, and yes, I did get some um, 
I did strip some body fat. Is that what happened to your legs? That's what happened to my legs. <laughs> they just disappeared. Yeah. Hey, I'm a, I'm a full size 32 waist, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, looking at your your carbohydrate and fat intake specifically um, is important and. What people also don't understand is like if you're maintaining a higher level of carbohydrate, that's protein sparing. So you don't necessarily have to eat like a whole cow every day if you are maintaining proper levels of, of carbohydrate nutrition. So, yeah. Well, yeah, what Mark was talking about is that every, every macronutrient has a function in your body and you have to match that to your performance or what you're trying to do. Obviously, people that, that work out longer, higher, you know, cardiovascular, things like that, so you know, are going to consume more carbohydrates for active energy. Is that, but actually matching it up to perform fueling, and we always talk about fueling the machine, as opposed to you would never restrict uh, when you're trying to fuel the machine. So you know, matching up what you're eating, what you're doing with the output that you're looking for, and that is having a tailor-made program that's made for you and what you're doing specific. So if you know the roles of the macronutrients, you would fit it to uh, the amount of the work you're, the specific work you're doing, the specificity. So once again, is that not everybody's going to look the same. So anything that is one size fits all. Uh, will only fit some. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, there is no one size fits all, right? That's that's right. why bad advice is bad advice because <laughs> yes. not everybody's going to be successful from the same kind of diet as somebody else. It's just that's not how it works. You have to figure out what your goals are. Yep. You have to nutrition to those goals, and even from a training regimen standpoint, right? Like uh, you guys tend to give me crap because I tend to overtrain. <laughs> So that's just, it's what I need to be able to live the best me, right? So sure, then sure. I have to take that advice and yeah. figure out what fits into that window. Yeah. It doesn't mean I come in and lift heavy all the time, right? I got to find different ways for that outlet because, right, that's good advice to not overtrain. Yeah. But you got to figure out how to do that to fit what you're trying to achieve. And But overtraining is, is exacerbated by lack of nutrition. Sure. Yep. So, I mean, if you pair it with proper nutrition, then sometimes the sky's the limit. And I, I do believe, and this is not because Nate just said something, I'm not picking on Nate, but, you know, once again, a, a lot of... It says partial Fu Manchu. <laughs> yeah, partial Fu Manchu, yeah. Uh, right now I'm growing a Fu Manchu, and I look like a 16-year-old trying to... We use the term growth loosely. Yes, yes. I'm growing a Fu Manchu, but I look like a 16-year-old trying to fake buy cigarettes. So, yes, it's a... Um, but, no, the, uh, um, the reality is, is that also I think a lot of fads do work for some people, but only because it somehow combats their bad habits. You know what I'm saying? That they yeah. need that. Like, so if you overly... <laughs> How is that directed to me? <laughs> but the reality is, I think a lot of people, like in the low-carb keto world, that they probably found some success, not because it was good or because it was wholesome, but because they consumed so much sugar yeah. that all of a sudden it eliminated that from their diet and their body started to utilize... Uh, you know, more fat for energy, things like that. And it balanced them out, gave them energy and stuff like that. But the reality is it's just an overcompensation for a bad habit they had. And so it's not good into itself. It just worked because it was a, yeah. we see a lot of people that fast, find a lot of success in fasting. Now, there's nothing wrong with fasting in particular. Uh, you know, in, in, in spurs, you know, there's not, there's, there's not good evidence for it. But the reality is if your body is over glucogenated and you're full of sugar, and you fast, you're actually going to start utilizing mm -hmm. energy the way you're supposed to in balance with fat, protein, and the carbohydrate. Your, your energy balances will be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for being with us today. I think uh, that's going to wrap everything up. And we will be back at you next week from another amazing location. Probably, probably the back of Mark's truck. Yeah, oh, I like Water it. Water and shenanigans. <laughs>
That's right.